Welcome to Living Life. I want to ask you a question right up front. Do you want to be honored? Do you want to be highly praised and looked up? I want to encourage you that if that's where you're at, that you would be one who serves. That's what our text, I believe, is showing us today, that if you want to have a place of honor, then you need to serve. And I'd like it to make it real personal. So you might want to just put your own name into that equation. So for example, myself, Pastor Steve, do you really want to be honored? Then you need to be one who serves just those in your immediate circle of influence, those who are right there face to face with you. So serve your wife, serve your children, your grandson, serve those at your church. And that's where we actually are living as God intends, when our whole lives are pervaded with a servant love. And of course, the one that we can turn to as our great example is Jesus. And we're going to see that in our text today. So let's have our Bibles open and let's hear today's passage. Mark chapter 10, verses 32 through 45. They were on their way up to Jerusalem, with Jesus leading the way, and the disciples were astonished, while those who followed were afraid. Again he took the twelve aside and told them what was going to happen to him. We are going up to Jerusalem, he said, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles, who will mock him and spit on him, flog him and kill him. Three days later, he will rise. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. What do you want me to do for you? he asked. They replied, let one of us sit at your right and the other at your left in your glory. You don't know what you are asking, Jesus said. Can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, You will drink the cup I drink and be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with. But to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. When the ten heard about this, they became indignant with James and John. Jesus called them together and said, You know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life 
as a ransom for many. So in our text today, we see Jesus with his disciples on their way to Jerusalem. And Jesus pulls his disciples aside and he tells them, here's why we're going to Jerusalem. Here's what's going to happen. He tells them that he's going to be crucified, dead, buried. But of course, on the third day, he is going to rise from the dead. Now, after hearing something like that, you think that the conversation might go in one particular direction. But what we find here in our text is that James and John, they pull Jesus aside and they start asking him, almost really demanding of him that he give them what they want. And what they want are places of honor in heaven. For they ask Jesus if they could sit at his right and on his left there in the kingdom, in his glory. Now, Jesus has some interesting things to say to them. I mean, one thing that he says is, those places of honor, they're not for him to determine. But he turns to them and he really just wants to give them a lesson. And he says, uh, can you drink the cup that I am going to take? Meaning there is some cost to these places of honor. And they say, yes, we can. And Jesus then tells them, you know what? You're right. You will drink the cup like me. And what's interesting is when you look at the lives of James and John, that we see this. For James was the first one of that band of disciples to give his life for the faith. He was the first martyr of the disciples. Of course, Stephen was the first Christian martyr. But then we also see John. And John was one who, on the other side, he was the one who died, he was the last one to die in that band of disciples and apostles. And so what he had to go through was a long life of service, but also of persecution. And that was the cup that he had to drink. All of this reminds me of what I heard about an old Roman coin that has a picture of an ox. And the ox is facing an altar and also a plow. And the inscription says, ready for either. And I think what that is implying is that we have to be ready to either give our life, right? We might have, God might be calling you to be a martyr for the faith. Or you might have a lifetime of service and of struggle and maybe of persecution, but we need to be ready for either. Now, in our text, we then see in verse 41 that the other 10 disciples, the ones not James and John, were told that they got indignant of these two. Why were they so upset? 
Well, I believe they were upset because they too wanted these positions of authority and honor. And then Jesus just sees he needs to give them another instruction and lets them know that this is not how it works in the kingdom. We're not going to lord it over people, be domineering. If you want to be great, then you will become a servant. And so I just want to encourage you today that you would just look at the very people who are in your circle of influence, the ones who are literally face to face with you, and just enter into a life of serving them, maybe through simple acts of kindness and encouraging them. And maybe you'll come alongside a friend who is in a deep need at this time. They're going through some valley. But of course, we all can serve one another by listening to each other. And I just want to encourage you to really step more fully into a life of service. And if you need one to look at, look to Jesus. Because Jesus then said to his disciples here in our text that the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. So the greatest act of service was when he redeemed his people. And that's why he told the disciples, this is why we're going to Jerusalem. I'm going to be crucified, dead, and buried, but I will rise again. And it's through that great act of service, his whole life, and then his death and resurrection, that we can be redeemed, we can be released and rescued from the grim captivity of sin and guilt and have our relationship with God restored. What a great act of service. Well, may we be ones who serve and let's do so to God's glory and our joy. So as we close today, I don't want to just run quickly over that verse where Jesus says that the Son of Man, meaning himself, that the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. I mean, think about that. If there was anyone who could ever demand service, it would have been Jesus. But we really see his heart and that his whole life was pervaded with servant love. And of course, when we look at scripture, we see God serving God's people. We, we see him, how he, he can work for us, giving us faith and in us to produce the fruit of the spirit and how he serves us in working for us so that we can actually be a part of his kingdom work. Let me pray for you at this time. Father, we are just so thankful for the fact that you are so willing to be an example of service and how you call us to 
be servants. And so, Lord, I want to pray for those who are watching today that you would be encouraging them that, Lord, as you meet their needs, that they could meet the needs of others. And, Lord, we thank you and we praise you in Christ's name. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a world, stepping in closer.